Hello, I'm Fernanda. Hi, I'm Leticia. We are your hosts and you are at the Bilingual Coffee Podcast, the show that brings you all about raising bilingual children from the standpoint of two bilingual moms and language teachers. Toda semana, nós vamos compartilhar um pouquinho da nossa experiência com a criação bilingüe e também abordar assuntos relacionados ao mundo do bilinguismo. Nossos episódios serão bilingües, um pouco em inglês e um pouco em português. Por isso, o nome Bilingual Coffee. Join us! Grab your cup of coffee and get ready for today's show! In today's episode, we will talk about our reasons for raising a bilingual child and how we have been doing that. Para começar, vamos falar um pouquinho sobre quem somos e o nosso contexto na criação bilingüe. Então, eu sou a Fernanda, brasileira, casada, é, tenho um filho pequeno de três anos hoje, o Arthur. Moramos uh, no Brasil, eu e meu marido, meu marido também é brasileiro, falamos português e moramos numa cidade pequena do interior do Rio Grande do Sul. Eu sou a Letícia, também sou brasileira e casada com um brasileiro. Nós temos o Bernardo, de dois anos, e nós moramos numa cidade pequena aqui em Santa Catarina. Apesar de nós falarmos português em casa, eu e o meu esposo, nós falamos, eu falo em inglês com o Bernardo. Nós, nós praticamos o método One Parent, One Language, que é um pai fala uma língua, outro pai fala outra língua. Então, o meu esposo conversa com o Bernardo em português e eu falo com o Bernardo em inglês. E como é que é aí, Fê? Acho que nós temos situações bem parecidas, então, Leite, porque aqui em casa também a gente usa o OPOL, One Parent, One Language. Eu falo inglês com o Arthur, basicamente desde que ele nasceu, e o meu marido fala português. Meu marido também tem conhecimento da língua inglesa e muitas vezes ele acaba também usando o inglês com o Arthur ou numa brincadeira ou para fazer alguma pergunta, alguma coisa, mas o foco mesmo do inglês acaba sendo comigo. É, aqui também é assim, o Paulo fala as cores e os números em inglês, mas o input do inglês do Bernardo é realmente comigo, o Paulo contribui apenas com algumas coisinhas, a maior parte do tempo ele fala em português mesmo com o B. E é interessante porque a gente falou né, do, do método, o Paul, One Parent, One Language. Ou, ou seja, existem métodos, então, que a gente pode usar para uma criação bilíngue? Ah, sim, existem vários métodos para criação bilíngue, Fê. O que nós utilizamos, então, é o One Parent, One Language, que é um pai e uma língua, mas é, isso vai ser um assunto, na verdade, para um outro episódio, que nós vamos falar tudo sobre uh, métodos de criação bilíngue. Mas existem outros métodos, por exemplo, quem não se sente tão fluente, que não consegue falar o tempo todo com a criança em inglês, aí pode escolher o time and place, quem mora em um outro país, que fala uma outra língua, como língua de herança, por exemplo, tudo isso pode ser um assunto para um outro episódio. Mas nós duas estamos, então, no contexto do O Paulo. Good. So, Leti, considering that we both live in Brazil, where Portuguese is spoken, the question is, why did you choose to raise your son bilingual? Well, English is something that I really love. It's something that is part of my life. This has been part of my life since I was uh, 14, 15. So I love English so much that it's something that I want to share. Um, as I'm a teacher, I teach students and I love teaching. And then with B, I don't teach him, I raise him bilingual. 
but I think like when I was pregnant, I thought, why not? I actually didn't know all the benefits of raising a bilingual, a bilingual child. Uh, after I got him, I started studying about it and then I fell in love. And then that's one of the reasons that I, I never thought of giving up of this. But uh, that's something that I really love. And also there are many benefits that we can talk also later. But the main reason that's because of my love and my passion for this language. And what about you, Faye? Yeah, well, again, I think we have very similar situations. Yes, I have always been in love with the English language. And I started studying the language when I was a teenager. And I had already studied about bilingualism before. And when I got pregnant, it was like the first idea that came to mind was, yeah, I want to have a bilingual baby. So I spoke to my husband, I told him about my idea and he was really supportive. He really enjoyed the idea, but he told me, well, Fer, you are the teacher here, so I guess it will be up to you. So that was one of the reasons that we ended up choosing uh, one parent, one language. Yes, just to make our lives, let's say, easier. And, and I feel the same, you know, it's like English has been all around me for, for so long that I just really wanted to have this experience of being a bilingual mom and raising a bilingual child. And just like you said, I don't teach him because it's different. And then, of course, if anyone wants to teach their kids to speak English, the question is like, why not? But for me, it's different. Yeah? Raising a bilingual child means like living the language every day. So every day from morning, you know, the first thing I talk to him is like, good morning, did you have a good night's sleep? Did you sleep well? And then we spend all our day, all our, our routine is, is in English. And, 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 and it's a challenge, of course, it's a challenge because English is not our first language. It is our second language, so it's a challenge. But it's something so enjoyable and I love doing it so much. And, and what really impresses me is the fact that Arthur can now speak both languages. Uh, and he can talk to me in English and he talked to Portuguese. I mean, he, he speaks Portuguese to other people. So it's really beautiful to see this development. Yeah, amazing. Fê, eu comentei antes que eu nunca pensei em desistir do bilinguismo. E você, em algum momento, já passou na tua cabeça em desistir? Não sei se exatamente desistir, eu acho que desistir é uma palavra bem forte, assim, né? Mas tem dias, tem momentos em que o, o bilinguismo parece não ser tão bom quanto outros, né? Alguns dias eu acho que a gente está mais cansada, né? Enquanto mães, a gente sabe que às vezes a gente não tem uma boa noite de sono, a gente está passando por uma fase que é um pouquinho mais desafiadora em termos de desenvolvimento infantil. Então, às vezes, assim, dá uma a gente acaba, às vezes, dando uma relaxada, digamos, né? Uhum. Acho que o inglês acaba não sendo o foco principal. Às vezes eu converso, sim, em português com o meu filho, porque, afinal, o português é a minha língua materna e não tem o porquê da gente não usar o português também, né? Então, acho que tem momentos, assim. Acho que desistir, não. Desistir é uma coisa que eu, que eu nunca pensei. Mas tem momentos, sim, que o português acaba falando mais alto. E para ti, como é que é ali? Isso. Como eu comentei antes, eu nunca pensei em desistir. But sometimes, like at the beginning, it was kind of difficult because when I said that I would start raising my son bilingual, my family like kind of got crazy because they said, poor Bernardo, coitadinho dele, 
por que falar duas línguas? He's gonna get confused. Why, why doing that? There is no point. So I never thought of giving up of that, but it was kind of difficult at the beginning because it was something new to me. And also I didn't have much support from some members of my family, not my husband, because my husband was always there with me and we, we decided this together. But some people from my family, not because they are bad or something, but they really thought it was confusing because this is not something like common in Brazil. If you go to Europe, for example, it's very common people speaking like kids speaking four or five languages. But in Brazil, we have this kind of monolingual uh, thought. Not, we are not monolingual. Brazil is not monolingual because we have Libras. Uh, so every and then we have people who speak uh, uh, Italian and other other languages, but the most common is thinking that Brazil is monolingual. And then if if you say that you are speaking like at the beginning, I was even ashamed of speaking him with him in English in public because people would think that I was like ah tá se achando né. So uh, it was something like this. So I was like, I, I would speak English with him uh, at home. But then when I went out with him to the supermarket and stores, I thought like, uh, I don't know if people would judge me, but I think people would lo look at me and say, ah, why doing this? So it was kind of challenging. Now I don't care what, what, uh, like about what people think of that because that's what I believe it's correct, what I believe it's good for him and for me too. So, and, and what about you, Faye? How was there with your family? Yeah, I think it, again it was very similar. Yes, um, and then as you were, you were speaking, you know, I was just uh, talking here the myths of bilingualism. I was yeah. mythos. Another are... topic for another. <laughs> another definitely, <episode. laughs> yes, definitely, because there are so many people who think that bilingualism will just um, confuse children or that they will become late speakers because of bilingualism. Some people thought that he would learn to speak English, but he wouldn't be able to communicate in Portuguese. Yeah, because as I was uh, staying with him at home uh, and, and then his input would be most of the time in English. So people believed that he would be able to speak port uh, English, but not Portuguese, which is not true. Yeah? Because if you are, if we are raising a bilingual child, the idea, of course, is that he will have contact with both languages. Of course, he has contact with English with me because I'm his mom and that's what we've decided to do. But he has contact with Portuguese, with all the members of the family, uh, with his father. And when we go out and then you mentioned like going to the supermarket and I had the same feelings, you know, in the beginning, I would feel kind of ashamed to speak English because the first thing was that, okay, but I'm speaking English to a child who can't even reply back to me. Uh, but then, you know, the thing is, but it happens in Portuguese too. When, the, when they are babies and they can't speak, we are speaking Portuguese to them and they, they still don't reply. And we don't feel ashamed of speaking to a baby, for example. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and I think this is, again, I think it's a process. As bilingualism is a process for the child, I believe it's a process for the family as well. 
Yeah, because we it's uh, the first time that we, we are being moms in another language, right? The first time we're being moms in Portuguese and now it's in another language. What makes That's the thing right. even more challenging? And sometimes it's okay to be afraid and uh, to deal to what other people are thinking of us. But then, as as we we get, uh, keep doing it, it it becomes more natural, and then you don't care much about other people's opinion, right? Right, absolutely. And I can tell you that what really changed for me was when Arthur began to understand and respond to simple commands. When I asked him to show me something or to pick up something, you know, in English and he, and he would respond correctly, I think that was when things started changing. Yeah, amazing! Fê, e foi fácil para ti no começo ou foi mais difícil? O que, que, que você acha? Tá agora tá mais difícil? Foi no começo mais difícil? Essa é uma boa pergunta, mas eu vou deixar para te responder isso no próximo episódio. This has been the Bilingual Coffee Podcast. We can't wait to have another Bilingual Coffee next week and have you here with us. Se você gostou desse episódio, segue a gente aqui e compartilhe esse episódio com um amigo. Nos ajude a espalhar nosso amor pelo bilinguismo e pela criação bilingüe. Thanks for listening!